0: Welcome to Heart of the Enneagram. I'm Chris Copeland.
1: And I'm Sandra Smith.
0: And we invite you to take a courageous and loving look at what is. In this episode, we explore the spiritual dimensions of type six.
2: Solid ground kind of God as the ground of our being, those have been very meaningful to me. Sometimes I, I, I've used the phrase near one, because that reminds me that God is present and near and in me and not out there so much.
0: Welcome to this episode of Heart of the Enneagram where we explore the spiritual growth of type six. To help us do this today, we are pleased to welcome Debbie Horton as our guest as we record from New Orleans. We wanna invite all of our listeners to listen with the three brains, our head, our heart, and our body, so that we can have greater capacity to take in this information and its complexities. So I invite you to listen with a curious mind, an open heart, And a grounded body and we invite each of the each of us to tap into the inner type six in us as we listen in so I invite you if you will take a deep breath with me
1: I'm going to offer the overview of the type now uh, as we consider the spiritual growth for type six the virtue for this type is courage and the enlightened spiritual perspective, known as the holy idea in Enneagram language, is faith. So for all of us, the ability to trust ourselves really comes and goes. The courage to step into uncertainty, to move through doubting and fearful times without denial is an open-hearted response to life. And we all know that distrust keeps the heart closed and the mind overly focused and narrow. So when sixes are moved by fear, uncertainty is unacceptable and a strong focus on the external is in play. Paradoxically, it isn't certainty, but uncertainty that leads us to trust. And sixes make every attempt to avoid surprises, sometimes substituting certainty for trust. However, it's this personality style that we turn to in times of surprise. In the moment, They handle surprise and uncertainty with such skill and confidence. Their logical minds and prepared spirits, kind hearts soar in these occasions and we all find comfort in their care. And so for six, trust in self is truly the doorway to loving fully. Debbie Horton lives in St. Paul, Minnesota. She, like Chris and me, is a certified Enneagram teacher in the narrative tradition. And she's also uh, been trained in Tom Condon certification program that couples Enneagram with NLP. She is the president of the Minnesota chapter of the IEA, which is the International Enneagram Association. And Debbie offers spiritual direction with the Enneagram and is also a teacher in this system. So, Debbie, thanks for being with us.
2: It's my pleasure to be with you.
0: So Debbie, we want to begin by uh, offering these words from uh, Rumi and uh, invite you just to listen. Keep walking, though there's no place to get to. Don't try to see through the distances. That's not for human beings. Move within, but don't move the way fear makes you move. So Debbie, anything from those words of Rumi uh, that strike you that resonate with you as you think about the type six patterns that, that you live in
2: It all resonates with me very deeply um, For me to keep walking I have to um, I have to recognize where I'm stuck and that that six um, overthinking overpreparedness, Wanting to make sure everything is going to be safe and secure can stop me from walking sometimes. So to ask myself, what does it mean to keep walking? How can I keep walking? How can I trust that I could take the next step without having to know everything about it? That's, that's really good work for me to be doing. Yes. And, um, trying to, you know, boy, this really speaks to the sick so, so deeply, this in me, don't, don't try to see through the distances um, what? you mean I don't get to see everything all around me all the time <laughs> um, yeah it's really really powerful and, and that especially that move within that is very much um, a deep path of growth for me to move within and to trust my inner guidance to trust myself and so yeah this is the way that fear makes me want to move is uh, kind of knee-jerk reaction stuff it's mm-hmm. not it's not um, movement with purpose and presence
1: mm-hmm. hmm. type 6 is the type that may not believe they have inner ground to stand on and so it's a type that mistrusts themselves because, do I really have essence in me? Is there really true nature in me? And so to move from within is indeed a courageous act.
0: Debbie, what helps you uh, do that? Move, trust yourself, move from within. What what supports you? What has helped you to do that?
2: I, I did spiritual direction training when I was in my 30s, and... Uh, It was 1994 to 96. And then for about 10 or 12 years after that, I kept wanting to finish my papers, but I never did. I just had a few little things left and I had this kind of nagging self-doubt. And the question I kept asking myself was that was kind of haunting. Can I really be a spiritual director? Do I know enough? Can I trust enough? Do I know God well enough? Can I, how could I, you know, how, I I just it was there was I was full of self-doubt and I I couldn't move forward and I was I was actually at a Enneagram workshop on the essence of the types, and we did this breathing exercise that helped me get into a kind of a place of presence and and I had a revelation that I'm asking myself the wrong question I keep asking myself can I do this can I do this but my realization was being a spiritual director is who I am I keep being led back to it even when i want to give up you know the next day i just i get a phone call will you be my spiritual director after i've said i'm going to give up the whole idea (laughs) just things like that kept happening and so i realized you know the questions that i asked myself were really powerful so so i realized i don't need to ask myself can i do this i just need to ask myself how can i do it Mm. so how can i make this happen how can i finish my papers and and that was a really big uh switch, change, you know, kind of like, and it it allowed me to move forward and finish what I needed to finish and keep going.
1: Now, you are engaging others in spiritual direction, asking your fine questions. Um, What else is coming up for you that grows you these days? What deepens your courage?
2: For me, lately, it has been being more present, more deeply within my body. Uh, At the IEA conference uh, in San Antonio this summer, one of the pre-conference speakers, Philip Shepherd, did a breathing exercise where he said to imagine a balloon sitting on your pelvic floor, and as you breathe in, the balloon expands, and as you breathe out, the balloon gets smaller, and just that, that presence deep within my body has, and that kind of breathing exercise and practice has really uh, been beneficial to me, and there was one time recently, <laughs> I have a 22-year-old son, and he was over visiting and he often comes by to eat and mess up the house <laughs> <laughs> Of course. That's
0: what twenty two girls do. <laughs>
2: yes. And he is he's just delightful. But he, he did something that I don't know if it was messiness or I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but it just I kinda had this reaction of irritation. And instead of saying what I immediately wanted to say, I just practiced that, that balloon breathing, if you want to call it that, and came to a a deeper place within where I, I then I saw him with with real eyes of love and just that for who he is as you know just such a loving and warm person mm-hmm. and so my, my reaction came from that place as opposed to uh, where it was going to come from before I breathed like that
0: I have a curiosity about what helped you notice the need to do that breath uh, experience what 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 did you notice in you that that allowed you to go there?
2: I think it was just I I have a really easy for me to react quickly to irritation and to snap give it you know a snap comment or judgment or something, and so I just I just saw that that was coming up and really learning the enneagram that whole concept of having a pause and having some space between your reaction and your um you know your knee-jerk reaction and what actually you say i mean i've practiced that a lot since i've been studying in Abraham. so it was just kind of recognizing mm, this isn't you know this is a mean thing i'm about to say mm-hmm. so can i stop myself and and a deeper place of understanding yeah
1: and it was taking that breath to the belly center or low in the mm-hmm. body because head mm-hmm. types tend to have breath in the chest, so you're taking your breath to a deeper place. Other practices that you have found helpful in um, becoming more present in the moment?
2: I love practices. <laughs> Quite a <laughs> Good. few. <And> Good. <laughs> I, um, I remember reading in a book one time by Caroline Mace about um, Spiritual practices and she said you know as a medical intuitive and as a spiritual person she realized at one point she didn't have a spiritual practice and she kind of felt like well she really should so she she opened herself to pray and ask for a spiritual practice to find her and I loved that because yeah. as a head type I'm I can try to figure out The best spiritual practice for what i need at this particular moment and tweak it and you know it's all in the head and it's all what i'm going to figure out it's all about what i'm going to do so that concept was really uh powerful for me and i i began to pray for a spiritual practice to find me and i did that for about two years (laughs) and then i was walking one day uh at the college nearby my house and I walked over into the corner of the courtyard, and I saw a labyrinth that I had never noticed before. Mm. And when I saw that labyrinth, I had this awareness of, that's it, that's my spiritual practice. Mm. And so I walked in that labyrinth every day for a couple of years, and I still walk there, not as often. But uh, moving practice, practices that involve movement are really helpful to me. Swimming is another one. Mm. I, I. Um, I swim regularly and I kind of I have different kind of meditations that I go through when I swim and it just it, it really clears my mind so uh, I love I also love art mm. I love um, making collages in kind of an intuitive way mm. <laughs> that you make you might not necessarily know what they mean now but they become clear as time goes on mm. um,
0: that's really a fun practice for me too yeah what strikes me about that Debbie, thank you is um in that collage for example is like you're not that your your um tendency to sort of figure it out or plan it out is you're not doing that right you're just it's coming from a a different place and i might say i don't what strikes me and you please tell me if this is true for you but as you talk about these body practices i think of this even might be a body practice sort of intuitive uh way of doing a collage does that does that resonate with you
2: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely It, it is definitely an intuitive practice and it is a if you're resting in a place of presence which to me feels like it's deep within the body and and i'm uh and I'm looking through a bunch of pictures and I just have a reaction to one I don't you know not necessarily good or bad or you know just a reaction I just pull it out and decide to use it later. It's really fun for me to do Mm -hmm. that because it it allows me to let go of making it right or figuring it out.
0: Right.
1: So sixes, we know have just an amazing rich inner life. Use of the imagination or planning mind. And it's these kinds of practices that get you focused more in the external world so that Mm -hmm. helps you balance the inner uh, with outer so Mm -hmm. it helps still the imagination or planning mind and you become more present by engaging the body or visuals iconography or symbols so great practices Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of calming the mind
2: and allowing the mind to work in harmony with the with the belly and with the heart and um when the when my mind gets over engaged and over active and it's it's the primary thing that's working then it's it really does separate me from other people and from myself and from god i mean it's just it's all um it's all about analysis it's all about, you know, gaining perspective, and there's nothing wrong with analysis and perspective, but it does, it does create separation.
1: Hmm. That detached energy, and, and so you lose mm-hmm. the heart's capacity to, to feel and the body's capacity to sense.
2: Hmm. Yes, and that the place when I am breathing, doing that balloon breathing, when I feel present in my body deeply, that's all about connection. And that's all about experiencing the wholeness of everything.
0: Debbie, you, you mentioned, um, uh, God and the uh, question that comes up for me and I imagine this is something you work with as a spiritual director with others uh, their images of God and 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 certainly mm-hmm. your own so I'm wondering um, for you uh, what's a healing image of God that that you have found uh, that is that for you that's meaningful
2: solid ground is something that um, is meaningful for me if I think of if I, for me to think of God as the solid ground it it allows me to uh, be what be and do whatever I need to be and do because it gives me the security and the safety and the sense of I am being held and I am being supported and so that's solid ground kind of God is the ground of our being hmm. those have been very meaningful to me hmm. and um, Sometimes I, I I've used the phrase near one because mm. I I that that reminds me that God is present and near and in me and not out there somewhere.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: You know, in centering prayer, there's a sacred word that you use to when you're kind of lose your you lose your sense of presence and you're drifting off. The sacred word that brings you back to the present moment. And the word that I've used for a long time is welcome. And um, there's there, there's something about that word that just if I you know breathe in well, if i if I breathe the syllables well and come, there's something about that well that's always brought me to the ground of being to the deep belly to to presence. and and just the whole idea of, being welcome that we're welcome in the everlasting love I was listening to James Finley one time talk about meditation and he was talking about um, when when we get distracted to imagine a caregiver taking care of a baby or a mother taking care of a baby and the baby is crying and crying and crying and will not be consoled and the and the mother or the caregiver holds the baby and consoles the baby and rocks the baby and finally the baby falls to, falls asleep and then the caregiver goes to place the baby in the baby's bed and and gently, gently, gently lays the baby down, and then ever ever so gently moves her or his hand out from the baby's head and body and that picture of that gentleness with which. The caregiver is removing their hands to keep the baby's peace. That's the same kind of gentleness James Finley says we should use when we get distracted in meditation and we want to come back. And that that image, I take that even further. Can I be that gentle with myself yes. when I when I find I've done <laughs> I yelled at my son or or you know whatever? Um, can I be that gentle with myself? And that's a really powerful image for me. It's an image of God, and it's an image of how I can treat myself, too.
0: What would you say is uh, your greatest invitation to grow spiritually at this point in your life?
2: To keep coming back to the ground of being to keep coming back to the deep place in my body of knowing the present knowing the presence, mm. and to practice practice seeing from that place practice mm. hearing from that place practice you know all that I do from that place because it it certainly isn't something that um it's not something that just it's easy for me to do so it it
0: requires practice right we really appreciate you being a part of uh, this conversation and helping illuminate the the spiritual growth aspects of of the type six thank you
1: and we're
2: very welcome
1: we have a prayer for type six that we thought we would close with if if we all could just simply listen with our three brains and be in a posture of prayer whatever that is for you Sacred ground of my being, you are within me and beyond me forever present. Your love enfolds me as I go about my days, and I am not alone. My suspicions fade when held in your unwavering assurance of me. Empty me now of my anxieties, doubts, and imaginings. Assuage my fears and create in me a refuge for trusting myself. Remind me that all I need is within me as I stand on my own solid foundation. Knowing your steady ground is with me, I move forward in an uncertain world. Guide me as I travel the path of courage so I may lean into myself when the waters are troubled and have faith in the unfolding. Hold me in the fearful times. Hold me in the fearless times. In your holy ground I rise to offer my full and powerful self in each moment. Blessed be. Yes. So with heartfelt gratitude, I'm Sandra.
0: And I'm Chris.
1: And we invite you to continue to look courageously and lovingly at what is.
0: We want to thank all who've made this podcast a reality, including Wake Forest University School of Divinity for their financial and institutional support. For Sally Ann Morris, who composed our theme music, and for Toby Becker, who provided graphic design.
1: Thanks to Eric Merle for his editing expertise, to Tom and Lynn Berner, who provided recording space, and to the Narrative Enneagram and our mentors, Helen Palmer and Dr. David Daniels, its founders. And special thanks to all of our guests.
0: We offer this podcast as a free resource for personal and spiritual growth. And in order to continue this work, we need your support. Please visit our website, heartoftheenneagram.com, to make a contribution and to purchase our companion book.
1: In the days that lie ahead, may your mind be curious, your heart courageous, and your presence compassionate.